0: Hey guys, it's your girl, Boonie, and you're listening to episode 84 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast, the podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. Your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Here we go, guys. Episode two of season five. We are here. I am excited about this episode. I mean, it really is the perfect balance of responsible and ratchet, okay? My guest is Alex Fine. She's the CEO and co-founder of Dane Products. And some of you might be familiar with Dane Products. They were a sponsor of the first Boonie Live back in June of 2018. And um, I got to say, I'm a fan. Alex, she's a credentialed sexologist and she started Dane Products uh, just because she wanted to make phenomenal sex toys that were not on the market and so I must say, I have tried <laughs> some of the products. They definitely are boonie approved. Um, and in this episode, we have a conversation about why Alex decided to start the company. What does she see lacking out there in the sex toy you know, space? And that she was the right one to create something new to bring to the market. We also talk about. Why is sexual pleasure taboo? You know, and, and, and the responsible side of the conversation, we do have a conversation kind of about being censored and how, you know, to change the conversation around, you know, female pleasure. And so it was super dope. And because Alex is so bomb, she offered my listeners a bomb coupon code. So if you use the code Boonie, you will save money on your order. I highly recommend Eva too. I wouldn't get my hands on the palm, okay? So just make sure the link will be in the show notes and the code is Boonie. So just stick around for that conversation. I want to hop into Boonie's pick of the week this week. All right, you guys know this might be a self-care themed episode, <laughs> masturbation vibrators. And now my pick of the week, you know, I love healing crystals. And so I was able to get a copy of Crystal Bliss by Debbie Brown. And I, you guys know, I, I, I like to shop for my crystals. But what I really liked about this book was that it the way she broke down and made crystals easy and less intimidating it was an excellent guide because it walks you through the process of what crystals to select how do you cleanse your crystals how do you prepare them for use and kind of incorporating your crystals into your meditation and whatever your own energy healing practice might be so check it out it's very beautifully done it's now available in a soft paperback version you can grab your copy on amazon and i will link it in the show notes okay housekeeping uh just so you know you guys probably have by the time you're listening to this episode on january 28th you have about one more week to get your orders in for boonies ratchet box of love Really excited about those. I'm happy about the orders that have come in. You guys are super dope for ordering and supporting. But if you would like your box to make it to you by Valentine's Day, then you need to order um, within the next week. Okay. But if you just want to wait till later when things cook up, you know, slow down for you, when you get that tax return, <laughs> no judgment. Okay. You can wait. It'll be up. It's on you head to the booniebreakdown.com. Blacks slash ratchet box also linked in the show notes all right and as you know it's time come is coming for boonies valentine's day special with brian so if you still have those questions the ones you guys have been sending in have been phenomenal they're hilarious i don't know how we're going to narrow down which ones we're going to answer on the episode but keep sending those over Head on over to Um, Hit the contact form. You can send it that way. You can DM it to me on Instagram. You can send a message on Facebook. You can shoot an email to thebooniebreakdown at gmail.com. So send those in. And lastly, because you guys know, I love interacting with you on social. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so you can just follow us on Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown, on Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown, and on Twitter, we're Boonie Breakdown. These are all linked in the show notes. You go to the website, you can get access to all of the social media properties there as well. And when you're sharing this episode, make sure you use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag PODIN, P-O-D-I-N, okay? If your page is open and unlocked, I always try to comment share like whatever I will engage with you if I can if your page is open so that is it for me guys okay let's get ready to break it down Okay, guys, it's your girl Boony, and I am excited uh, for my guest today. I have—I don't know—do you want to say Alex or Alexandria? What, what, what are we going to go by for this?
1: Oh, can um, I? I'm going to pick Al because I feel like we already have good rapport, and all my like close, close friends call me Al.
0: Awesome. So my we have Al. Is
1: Alexandra.
0: Yeah, and so it's Alex. I'll do the formal. So this Ooh. is Alexandra Fine. Ooh. She's one of the co-founders of Dane Products. So I want to welcome you to the Boonie Breakdown. Thank you. Um, If you came to the first live show I had back in June of 2018, uh, you might be familiar with the products because Dame was really awesome and sent us some awesome, awesome giveaways for the show. Mm. I was already a fan because I already owned the Eva
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so we'll get into that later, but some of you walked away with some cool prizes from the first live show, so thank you guys. <laughs> I just want to get right into it.
1: Mhm.
0: How did you decide that you wanted to start a sex toy company?
1: That's a great question i I think there were other things actually that I decided um first which was okay. like that I wanted to start a company like I knew I wanted to work for, I, I, I wanted to be a sex therapist originally and okay. then I realized like you know what there was so much school involved and there were I, and I don't do great with authority and I wanted to get out there in the world and do something I was like when I graduated school I was 22 I went to grad school I was like 23, 24, feeling like my friends were starting to do things in the world and realized, okay, I don't want to get my PhD and be a sex therapist. I want to like do something already. And I ended up working in consumer goods and I loved entrepreneurship. Like I loved working in this really small company, trying to make something happen Um like sharing a a product that we believed was valuable to the world, okay. and I love that. I just wanted to do it for myself, and all my ideas... so I had this like little book, and all my ideas were sex toy ideas essentially <laughs> because everyone's everyone's always interested in that part, I'm like I don't know, I was just like born kinda horny or something so, <laughs> um all of that, and then i um. Like just had this so I had this little book where I wrote down my ideas, and then I started working on them, and like by making by taking apart other vibrators in my apartment and putting them together with like new plastic molds I'd find uh, or like molding products. and I got fired from that shampoo job, which <laughs> which was also really helpful in starting my own business and then I really just dove into the sex toys that I was already kind of just designing. I'm trying not to say like as much too in this interview.
0: It's so hard. So is my word, which I try to be mindful of because I'll be like, so, so, so. But yeah, so is my word.
1: I'm like, yeah, so, well, it's, like, it's t- like, 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 like. It's a tough
0: filler. It's a tough filler. Mm-hmm. You don't have a background in engineering.
1: No my but you but
0: you down. were able to take a like start making prototypes essentially is yeah. what it sounds like you were doing?
1: Yes, I will say so i I have these two feelings, which is on the one hand, my art degree, I have a minor in fine arts, and what I learned in art school is how to create, which is a really beautiful skill set. I had teachers who showed me how to use library or the internet to discover (laughs) materials and how to make things and how to think about what I was trying, like what was I trying to design for and why? Um, So that art degree was really helpful in engineering and making and not being afraid of learning how to solder or whatever that was. But then on the (laughs) flip side, Oh man, I found an engineer who happens to be amazing and boy is she amazing. And having like a real engineer on staff, I think makes our products um just
0: better. You know well, that was that was actually kind of cool because you found the like the yin to your yang a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean sometimes I want to strangle my yang, but <laughs> <laughs> But mostly, or oftentimes, or when I have perspective on the situation, I wouldn't be where I am right now without this other person. She is so smart. I'm so blessed that that I found somebody else who at the time was passionate about making sex toys the way I was, an engineer, and had a vagina. Like, all of those things. together as like that's that's statistically i just feel like that's how lucky am i
0: so how did you come up with like your first like
1: yeah your prototype like how did you
0: decide like we want because the eva was the first one right mm -hmm, yeah okay
1: so okay so i was actually working on eva specifically before i met janet okay i really felt like that I I had this, I I had a few ideas as, I think it's like, it it isn't the wheel. Like there isn't just one way to make a vibrator. There's, yes, there's like these phallic objects that we often design them in, but there's a lot of ways of like cupping the mom's pubis or providing clitoral stimulation that I felt like had hardly been explored. So I had this idea to provide clitoral stimulation in a way that didn't um, obstruct the vaginal canal at all. So there are some, there are a lot of couple toys out there already. The may, very popular ones are like vibrating cock rings, um, the We Vibe.
0: vibe yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are fun. They're, I mean, they're all fun. They're. There was also something the Wevibe, which now there's a lot of. I'm going to go ahead and say knockoffs of, um, but they made this product that goes inside of the vagina along with the penis that wraps around and provides clitoral stimulation as well as internal stimulation. And I wanted to create a product that was half of that, a product that allowed um, me to have sex with my partner. It's, where his penis would go on my vagina in a way where I could get clitoral stimulation from a vibrator, but as if, like, a fairy was just holding the vibrator.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, and that's what I like about it, because it's, like, hands-free. You don't have you tuck, it tucks in, and mm-hmm. it, like, it stays there. Which is really dope.
1: (laughs) It's amazing to see what your vulva can hold. Yeah, I mean, it's really dope that you just, like, put it, you tuck it, and it works. And by all means, if it doesn't work for you, that's totally fine. I don't want you to feel like your vulva isn't as strong (laughs) as other people's vulva. Everybody's vulva is different, and that's great. But if it does work for you, it is really cool. Like, mine stays in place, and, like yeah mine does too Yeah, and, I li- <laughs> and, and what I was gonna say cause
0: <laughs> what I liked about it too is that sometimes and it's so dumb but some men I won't say all but some men yeah, get really intimidated when you try to introduce sex toys into your sexual activity and what I liked was that with the Eva specifically it doesn't take up any of the room for the penis
1: right yeah That's exactly what I was trying to design. I feel like my partner didn't love cock rings because they apply a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. around the base of the penis and he felt like that was uncomfortable and he wasn't looking for that experience. He didn't like it. He did like the vibration though, which it turns out some guys like the vibration. And also some guys love that pressure of a cock ring. Like That's why they're so popular. Everybody is just different and um so we tried that and then we tried things that went inside of the vagina to give me clitoral stimulation and he he just did not like those I didn't like them either because I just I felt like it was a lot of pressure and I so I didn't like that the way that it was applying pressure and also my mom was the one that had told me about it and she loved it. Mom, I love it. mm -hmm. (laughs) She doesn't know. She's always like, I can't believe we talk about this. I'm always (laughs) asking her questions and she's like, you don't want to know Alexandra. And I'm like, I do want to know. She loves it. So I, but I do think that speaks to the fact, again, you know, I'm not trying to ever say that this, I tried this toy and it was awful. Like it just didn't work for me. Uh, where I am in my life with my partner. And I wanted to make a toy that was half of that, that provided cultural stimulation where my partner and I can use it. And he felt he didn't feel a difference because he didn't like the experience of using that particular toy. And yeah, so I was like, how do I cut this product in half? And from there, I started thinking how would I make something stay in place there? And I have, how I have these folds and how, Maybe I can utilize those folds and tuck something underneath it.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think, well, I'll say job well done. I feel like I need to get an Eva tube because it's waterproof.
1: Yes. And
0: awesome. that, that can provide a lot of other options.
1: <laughs> I, I've i learned so much from this company and doing having Dame Labs, which is this amazing community of women that, not just not just women anybody with a vulva and actually some penis havers too where they respond to surveys and test our products for us but it turns out like shower time and bath time for a lot of women especially as they're older is their only private time yeah i mean kids like you need a waterproof product like I have to mommy's
0: taking a shower leave me alone <laughs> so you just mentioned testers like if someone listening is interested they want to tr- sign up to be a tester that's their lifelong you know bucket list goal how do they go about doing that
1: you go so you go to dameproducts.com backslash labs which is this amazing community of human beings who like I, I I will say we are a little like, Oh my God, it's grown so much. So many people, like we have 8,000 people who have signed up and thousands of them respond to our surveys and help us decide what products we should be focusing on next. And that is unbelievable.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I do take the surveys.
0: They don't take a long time. I try <laughs> to keep them short. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, they're pretty quick. And, I think it was one you guys sent out recently. It was about masturbation. Mm-hmm. It really made me think about my masturbation habits, which then in turn made me want to spice up my
1: masturbation some. Yeah, so that's great. I hope we didn't make you feel like you have to. Always- no, it
0: wasn't I have to, but it was just like you could. Yeah, I just
1: should. I feel like I should. It's all the shoulds. I do think. <laughs> I do really think though that. If there was a should, if somebody was asking me personally for advice and for a should, I would say, yeah, I think it's important. every. Sometimes find the porn that you know gets you off or that position that you know gets you off or the toy, whatever it is. Sometimes you just need the easiest route to orgasm. And by all means, explore that. Yeah. I do think it's also really... Um, it's a, it's a growth experience to find other ways to find that pleasure. Cause there's so many ways to find that pleasure.
0: I would agree. And I feel like, you know, all of this talk about self-care and making time for yourself. I've been a huge advocate that masturbation should be one of those things. Like if you're doing meditation or, you know, some type of other act of mindfulness,
1: mm-hmm. I think medita- uh,
0: masturbation should be on that list too.
1: Totally. I think actually, if you're having a really, so I'm a, I like to meditate. I'm not the best practitioner, you know, but <laughs> I, I'm really into it. To at least at least talking about it and reading about it, I'm really into it. And then I do occasionally <laughs> practice it. But sometimes what I find really helpful is actually when I can't get into it, when I'm having those days where like, I just can't calm my mind down and, and meditate. And I, I find masturbation really helpful. Yeah. You want to get present you want to stay in your body and try and like push away the other things. M- masturbation is a really effective form of meditation. Is it a little bit like staring at a candle instead of focusing on your breath? Sure. Sure. <laughs> but.
0: And I think too, for like, for me, sometimes it is truly what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, um, oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's like I have very few nights where I can't quiet my thoughts and go to sleep. Very few. Mm-hmm. But the few moments that I do have that, it's like, like you said, I'll grab my phone, I'll go on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Oh, this will do it okay and bam i'm going to sleep like i i use it to put myself to sleep sometimes it's totally but then other times it's a more thoughtful i'm gonna set the mood and and do well <laughs> and, and and make myself feel well so it just depends I'm, on what i'm in the mood for
1: i'm trying to encourage people to and i'm not saying i'm great at it but like i think that latter one like there's one that feels like I'm scratching an itch and it's helping me fall asleep. And honestly, the sleep, I, that really resonates with me. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll start having anxieties about the things that normally when I'm awake and a normal person don't give me anxiety, mm-hmm. but they will in the middle of the night. And just being able to masturbate feels like the easiest way to calm those squirrely thoughts yes. and center myself and also then like release energy and um go back to sleep and, and that I mean it's, I'm not saying it's, it's a 100% foolproof plan for everybody I have not done the clinical studies but it works for me
0: yeah and I think that's a lot. and I think that helps too when you know this whole conversation about Sex being so taboo and pleasure and sexuality, especially for women, like how many women have never had, you know, orgasms or don't even know what that feels like. I just, I, I don't understand how you aren't masturbating. Like you could have an orgasm if you would just fucking touch yourself. <laughs> well, you know?
1: Okay, but that's not a hundred percent true. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, I have. I know more and more people who have a hard time orgasming because, you know, now people really open up to me about it and they want to tell me about it and I want to hear them. And I have gotten less and less this response, but generally I'm always like, no, no, take your pants off. Let me at it. (laughs) Like... I could, I like, like no, you just have, like, I can do it. It's always, I still have Trust that me. response. Like, <laughs> let me, let me show you. And I, you know, I'm not even like a vulva expert. Like, I, I try to be, and I design toys for it. But mostly, my sexual experiences have been with penis havers, um, some with vulvas. But I still feel like, oh, I'm gonna make you feel relaxed. Like, I. Just feel like a lot of women just can't feel relaxed and feel in their bodies but i know a lot of women now too who just they are they, they are relaxed they're using the vibrators and they still don't really feel like they're having full orgasms or whatever that means well, do you think part of
0: that is like this conditioning of what we see an orgasm to be
1: because i think that I'd like to hook them up. You know, I want to see if they're having contractions. Yeah. I want to know. I, I couldn't, I mean, I agree. And, and it's crazy to me that, that the research isn't there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But I, I, I mean, I'm very curious if, you know, I remember being told, Oh, you know, when you have an orgasm, you'll know it. But you know what? Sometimes I have orgasms that I feel like I miss. Like, I've
0: been there before. I will agree with you on that
1: because I feel like right? not like
0: all orgasms are these truly powerful uh, experiences. That
1: <laughs> some, are, total, some right? are totally subtle. Honestly, some are
0: totally subtle.
1: Yeah, I was talking to when I talk to men, or in my experience, men feel the same way. They're like, yes, some orgasms are better than others. They're not all the same. But I think the difference for penis havers is that they see it. There's like this ejaculation yes, where like they know they're missing it and they know they're having it versus for women, you know, sometimes all of a sudden there's this release of energy and you have a release, but you don't feel the release and enjoy it. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Cause it was like a, I remember reading and this might maybe updated numbers, but it was in some survey that it was like 90 feet. 90 something percent of heterosexual men said they always or usually have an orgasm. And the number for women was like closer to 60 percent.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. I think it's oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and pull out statistics that I do think are accurate in my (laughs) head, which was like like I think it's 96 percent compared to like 63 or 69 for some reason percent. Or always or often have an orgasm.
0: Yeah, that's that's like a huge disparity.
1: That's a disparity. I will also say, though, I don't think, orga- I think that the concept of orgasm as this thing that means you've had good sex or you didn't have good sex is also very, I, I think it's a main factor. Like, yes, for me, generally, when I think about whether or not I had good sex, the orgasm is an important aspect mm-hmm. of it but to to focus entirely on that orgasm as like this binary aspect of sex it feels a little male centric. Yeah. Or I you know I think for so many, you know my co-founder is anorgasmic and she or or she I, she identifies as that. She has not experienced me yet so
0: we'll see. <laughs> I just learned that that <laughs> was every- a word. I learned something new. Yeah, I I did not know that word.
1: That's the yeah. She's I'll have to ask her again because I you know for as close as we are, we don't always always talk about everything. She still like feels like she hasn't had this like real orgasm, but she's very sexual, (laughs) and she also highly identifies as using toys to fall asleep. That's another thing that she's expressed is really important in her experience. Like she says, she has pleasure. It does relax her. Um, I forget why I'm telling you about her personal experience right now. I hope it was for an important reason. <laughs> but, um, that for her, she still has really great sex and she has really, in fact, it sounds sometimes like maybe she has these longer and more robust experiences because she doesn't orgasm easily and that's actually a really beautiful thing it doesn't mean that it's not pleasurable yeah.
0: and i th- i do think you know in that whole conversation about you know i think we get caught up in 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 what is sex and i think people get stuck in this kind of robotic recipe type of sexual situation like i do this you do that or at least in heterosexual relationships i put my penis inside you I'm gonna thrust a few times we might change a position and then we'll both have an orgasm and it's done and I feel like you know people should be able to explore other ways to have you know sexual intimacy with a partner that doesn't always have to be a penis inside a vagina yeah I I do think we get stuck there a little bit
1: Uh, yeah I mean I I I like snaps, snaps, <laughs> snaps. I very much agree with that. I mean, I think that we identify the act of sex as this heteronormative experience that involves a penis getting hard, a penis going into a hole, mm-hmm. that's generally a vagina, and then that penis ejaculating. Like, I think the penis is the main character in the story when we talk about sex.
0: Yeah. Everything evolves around the penis. <laughs> Sadly.
1: I'm not going to, sadly, I also, I like
0: fetus. I mean, I do too, so. Right?
1: So then there's that, like, you know. And and the crazy (laughs)
0: thing is, I had to, I don't think I've ever exclaimed this on my podcast. But as much as I enjoy a penis, a, a live penis, I don't really enjoy many sex toys that require insertion.
1: Okay. I have some toys I will send your way that I think aren't as great as the versions I'm going to make of them one day. Of course. <laughs> but what I've discovered and feel like I wouldn't have discovered if I hadn't gotten into this industry and wanted to try everything because it became part of how I make a living. I don't think I would have bought all the toys I bought, but now I'm like, Oh, the more I know well, about this space, Yes. Maybe, Right, it's my livelihood now, so I want to know everything, and therefore, it's got more value. Yeah, no,
0: that totally makes sense. But that was something I had to like. Like, I kept buying like dildos, and and I'm just like, I I don't really think I enjoy this the same.
1: Have you tried like um, any steel products? No, but I was curious about glass. So I okay, I think that the hard, I don't like. Personally, I don't love hard products on my clitoris. I like soft, squishy things okay. on my clitoris. But internally, I really like really hard, like not things that look like penises and have like a squishy, soft side to them, but glass products or steel products that have weight to uh, them. Okay. And that that weight, is, I can kind of push on my walls- usually like I I really love the ones that have curves because then it allows me to really apply pressure to my G spot or any part of my walls that it's just so explorative. And the more I've become mindful in my sexual practices and try and like, kind of like, what does it feel like if I push right here? Okay. Now I'm going to push to the right side. Now I'm going to push down. Like, Yes, that's not always like the sexiest, sexiest, sexiest moments of my <laughs> masturbation practices, but like I've learned a lot from doing that, and I don't, you know, I'm not that, and that helps me in my in my relationship with my partner and explaining what yeah, I like. I'm like, like.
0: I, I will say, I have not tried that, but I I've always wanted to order glass. But I don't know why I never pulled the trigger. Do
1: it. Do it. Do
0: (laughs) it. This is peer pressure. Um, but I will. I will. Maybe (laughs) I'll treat myself for the new year. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'll I'll send you some links of things that I think are
0: reasonable Uh, (laughs) and effective. (laughs) So with we're gonna come back to your products now. Uh with your products, Uh like how are you? hoping to change this conversation. So I'm like, based of all the stuff we were just talking about and um, female sexual empowerment, like what is your hope or your goal or your mission with creating your products?
1: I think my hope is to, is to get, is, is to help people value their sexual experiences. I want people to know that Sex can be fun. Masturbation is something that they can enjoy Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And then give them the tools and the marketing that makes them feel that
0: way. What is the oldest customer you know that you have?
1: Like my grandma? (laughs) Now, did your grandmother I mean, really buy it wait, well actually my grandmother was one of the first people to buy one so when you said oldest I wasn't thinking age I was thinking who was the first person to buy a sex toy and my grandma was one of the first people on Indiegogo to buy a sex toy but she also
0: very, that is amazing I she, love it
1: she also very specifically told me she didn't use it <laughs> she was you like, think
0: so what did, what did grandma do with it then
1: I don't know grandma's lying like, maybe maybe not (laughs) whatever you know i I want her to have her own beautiful experiences behind closed doors and whatever that is i don't need to know about it but i secretly hope i'm giving her the tools to enjoy it fully (laughs) that's pretty awesome Uh, yeah i think so um (laughs) but we've had like a lot i know um was it one year ago, two years ago, we were in it. We were featured in the New York times and that month on our website for the whole month, our biggest revenue was 65 plus.
0: <gasps>
1: wow. I, yes, yeah, 65 plus. So I think what that speaks to is, yeah, generally our customers are 40 or 35 to 55. I would say that's probably our sweet spot. Um, married women are just twice as likely to have a vibrator. I think to uh, know that they want to spend some, some money on a good vibrator versus, you know, going into a gag shop and getting, you know, the cheapest vibrator that they can, um, which is definitely where I started.
0: Um, Likewise.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that was a great place to start. No, no qualms there but we definitely focus on making quality products that are are meant to last and be as safe for your body as possible because sometimes those really cheap ones aren't those things um so and I,
0: i think too like the whole process like when I think back like my first actual sex toy I do believe I went to one of those CD stores
1: I mean how I still do you believe trust... that I felt okay to go into those stores
0: yeah and like cause like now you have like the comfort of the internet and it comes in discreet packaging mm-hmm. like I never really trusted that even though the internet was there like I still was like you know what I'm just gonna suck it up and go in one of these stores
1: <laughs> I think a lot of people get it. feel that way they're like you know now what I hear is even if it come if it comes in d- really discreet packaging, I'm worried somebody else in my family is going to open it. You know everybody gets so many oh, Amazon yeah. packages that that there's like this other thing where oh, actually going into a story, even though I have to look somebody in the eye to go through this experience, I'm gonna be a hundred percent sure what's going to happen or they feel people feel more secure there in some other way. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting. And ultimately I just, I I wish nobody felt, I don't know. I want to say I wish nobody ever felt embarrassed for buying a vibrator, but I also think acknowledging a personal sexual practice in front of your child or anybody that you're not sexually active with. I, I think that's beautifully embarrassing. I don't know how else to describe it, but like, I get that. It's like, yes, I don't want to always talk about my poop in front of everybody, <laughs> but it's also human and everybody does it. Everybody and it, makes does it human and it's beautiful and it's okay to be a little embarrassed and, it's okay that that happened to you. Like I know for a fact that one time my little brother opened a Amazon package he wasn't supposed to open and it was filled with things my dad was getting from my mom. And you know what? (laughs) I mostly feel really blessed that they have that.
0: Yeah. And I do too. Like even, you know, circling back to your, um, you know the older clientele Mm -hmm. like i think that's amazing because i would still like to be having sex when i'm 65 so totally yes
1: and i also think you know what i i think that we all we can age really beautifully and sometimes i think we're way more scared of old age than we need to be (laughs) also sometimes you need a little bit more hot sauce as you get older and that's okay it's okay that's okay like don't try to, i mean i'm trying not to hold on to how things were like yeah my knees hurt a little bit more even though i'm only 30 but that's still that's it a gets thing. worse it's getting, <laughs> it's getting doctors now just look at me and they're like yeah that's yep your knees hurt yep yeah, yeah. I did not believe it. I remember
0: a, a few of my friends turned 30 a few years before I did. And when I did turn, they were just like, you know, when you turn 30, shit just hurts. Things that never hurt or you could, couldn't could do before. Like, it's just way more painful. And I didn't get it. And with each year past 30, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is what they were talking about. Were I get it. Yeah, it's it's totally terrible. But um.
1: It's not, te- I mean, it's lying. Well, it's it not is, terrible. You know? It's yeah. I think it's, the it's thing sh- that shook me though, I remember was like my doctor just being like, yes, your knees hurt. And I was like, <laughs> really, but what am I going to do about it? They were like, no, 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 no. Yes. Your knees hurt. <laughs> was, yes. Like, like okay, it's going to
0: happen. Like, it's, just, it's just the adjustment. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just went, um, for my birthday in December. Cause this is going to air later. Uh, We went to Amsterdam and one night we got really fried and we're in a club and we're dancing and some song comes on and I'm like jumping up and down for like four minutes straight. And I was like, I know I should stop because tomorrow that is the pain I'm going to feel. Not the drinks, not the weed. It's going to be, I jumped for, for the entire length of this song. And that's exact as soon as I put my feet down out of the bed the next morning, it was like, like all these cracks. Like, what were you doing to me last night? (laughs) But, yeah, it's like things like that where you're like, you can't do it anymore like you used to. Like 30 Uh, seconds of jumping. That is it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I honestly hearing that experience is making me like have FOMO. So on the one side, like you hurt yourself, and on the other side, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Like,
0: (laughs) you know, I would probably do it again because it was just it really made for some great stories. But um, yeah, those more the next mornings, you're like, oh god.
1: Us sex talkers, we're such hedonists, you know. Yes, I love living my life. Like I love enjoying every second of it, and I feel like. I appreciate that in you. That's. Oh, thank
0: you. Mm-hmm. I do. So, before we move to the last part of the interview, okay. I did want to talk about one kind of like real issue mm-hmm. that, and I, I did not know if this was true or not, which you can't read, believe everything you read on the internet. You cannot
1: advertise. That's true. That's insane. So well, okay. We sound like we can't advertise completely. Sorry, I cut you off there. But we yeah. really can't advertise, um, honestly, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. T- you know, any like on on the internet, we can do like Google search ads. Like, if you search the word vibrators, like I can advertise to you, uh-huh. but I can't. But you
0: can't do like a sponsored post on Instagram.
1: I think so. Right. I can't do a sponsored post on Instagram that pu- pushes you to go to Dame products.
0: That's insane to me.
1: It, I Honestly, it's, it's more insane than that. Like, I, I feel like re- especially recently, especially these past few, like this past month, the Internet has very much cracked down on what I'm going to go ahead and say are sex talkers as well as very much sex workers as well. But anybody that's trying to have honest conversations about sex and sexuality, those words that they're using like sex and vagina and penis and pleasure, whatever those words are, they're more likely to get flagged and and removed from the internet. So like, yes, I can't run ads. And I think that's problematic because I think that my products supply a real value to a lot of people I mean to just to go to 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 the more serious cases like people who have cancer who yeah and like um have disabilities like tools can be very empowering or encouraging or reminding during those times um but also even just to anybody even to somebody that you know doesn't necessarily have an illness or a disease. These tools can still reduce stress, uh, help you sleep like we were talking about. There's a correlation between using a vibrator and just having a higher quality of life. There's a lot of just benefits to using a vibrator. Um, but we're treated often like we're selling guns. I mean, like yeah. we're in the same category often.
0: That is, it's It's wild to me. Like I read it and I was like, wait, wait, are you? And then when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? For as much as, you know, shit that I search on my phone and how these phones track everything and listen to everything i i'm i literally typed earlier like i would love to have a cartier love bracelet not that i can fucking afford one i don't even know who would buy one for me but all day long i've been getting fed cartier ads right <laughs> and so for wow. as much as i search about sex that's an
1: experience i guess Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but it's like as much as i search about sex and all this shit i never fed any ads which is what and it then i was like that shit has to be true
1: And that's very interesting, right? Because, like, I'm not saying, I'm not going to go ahead and say, like, advertising is amazing. Like, I think advertising is this experience in life that we do not consent to, but happens to us with the idea that it's going to be helpful to you. And advertisers are trying to target people based on what they think you're going to want, which in some ways is good, some ways can be problematic. But ultimately, the people out there who want to make sex better, which I'm going to go ahead and say we need. We do. I think, <laughs> I think like, real is that not, like, do I need to say stats? Like, we need help when it comes to sex as, as a society. And the people who want to help that are being silenced or not being given the same platform for paid activism, if you will, for mm-hmm. paid... For paid eyes and awareness like I, I and that's that's infuriating you know i i just i feel like as a as a fairly privileged white girl, this would be the biggest experience I've had with personal institutionalized ways like this a, a system holds me back in this really clear way and that's been a very enlightening experience on a lot of levels and and I guess I guess right now I'm actually feeling really almost grateful for it because it's helped me realize all these small ways capitalism and industry and policy is impact the world
0: yeah especially when they're designed to have negative impact right so right yes
1: and especially in the ways that the people or for me in my experience i feel like the people i'm talking to really feel also like they're like no no no, no. you don't understand erectile dysfunction is a health problem and that's why that's okay and, and you're just a sex toy like they feel like that mm. when people explain it to me like about why their advertisement's okay, I can tell that they really believe that. Mm. And I don't I don't know. It's so and I can have compassion for where they're coming from and understanding, but ultimately like when I apply logic to the situation, it seems very untrue. Like that's not more important. Like we can't say that it's important to have sex and it's not important to enjoy sex. Like that seems problematic for anybody with a vagina.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sitting here nodding, but you can't see me.
1: (laughs) Oh, I feel the affirmation. Um, And I don't think, um, it's funny because I'm, like, really appreciating your head nods, even though now I can't see them. I'm feeling <laughs> that. Uh, it's just, it's just hard. I don't remember what I'm saying now. I'm just, like, loving the head nods. But
0: it's, it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I do this uh, segment on the podcast called The Breakdown. And so I'm going to say... One word, and you can you say the first thing that comes to mind. It can be a word, a phrase, sound, whatever. Okay, lots of do, lots of
1: do. It.
0: First one, orgasms,
1: enlightenment, and like Enlight- feel it, enlightenment. That's what came to mind. Lube, slippery, <laughs> money, power,
0: kegels, power. <laughs> nightstand secrets pleasure
1: power but i think i'm on a power train right now power
0: last one intensity
1: calmness
0: gotcha well thank you so much for coming on i want you to tell everyone where they can find you the products on the internet and social media
1: I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast, this is an amazing podcast. And what you should do is review this podcast right now and share it with your friends. That's what (laughs) I want to take you through. Okay, dameproducts.com. That's what we're called. Um, Check us out. I love what we're doing, and I hope you share that as well. But also... This was a fun conversation or we have fun, right? right.
0: Forty five minutes went so fast.
1: I I think this was a five star conversation. I think
0: so too. So do <laughs> that. You go over in the purple app, <laughs> Apple Podcast, hit five stars, type a little review, <laughs> and then head on over to Daneproducts dot com. <laughs> yeah. I personally like the Eva. I have, like I said, I have to get the EVA too and I want to try the palm. <laughs>
1: Wait, let's make a discount code. Oh, let's
0: do it. You want to do Boonie? What do you want it to
1: be? Boonie. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make a discount code for Booney for 15% off our pro- any product.
0: Awesome. Yay. Look at that. So go buy.
1: Go buy. I'm
0: telling you, you'll enjoy.
1: I agree. <laughs> it's hard not to enjoy something that vibrates on your clitoris.
0: Totally. Right. So thank you again so much, Al, for
1: coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you again to Alex of Dane Products for coming on the podcast. You know, I really enjoyed our conversation and I love any conversation I can have when I can connect with someone over vibrators, okay? Like I said, this episode was responsible and ratchet and we truly lived up to that. And don't forget, because Alex is so dope, she gave us a coupon code. Use your code Booney to save 15% off your order over at daineproducts.com. Like I said, the products are Booney approved. I'm going to be grabbing me a palm because I really wanted to get my hands on one of those. The link to shop is in the show notes. Okay, guys? So make sure you use code Booney. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorites on, okay? Be like Alex. Do what Alex says. Go hit those five stars and leave a review too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. Don't make these pretty images and audiograms for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the Ratchet in Me always honors the Ratchet in You last day until next time